ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of almost all ages, with parental consent. The Sick Twisted Minds at Sacrificial Pond Productions brings you a new style of horror film, like nothing you have seen before. There are no cops, no investigations. There is no backstory, no follow-up of the victims who are brutally tortured and murdered. Our story isn't about them. Normal terror is about a single dad struggling to make ends meet. His son is his first priority. He goes to work, pays his bills, and is generally a great dad. The twist comes after he puts his son to bed. This is where he releases his stress. Some people do yoga, some hit the gym, some go for runs, some people paint on a canvas. An anonymous source once wrote on an abandoned asylum wall, I never understood people until I took one apart just to see how it worked. If you are rear-ended in traffic, most people's thought runs to anger and their primal instincts of hurting the other party. Sam Neill does not have the ability to stop that primal instinct. Let us take you into the mind of a killer. Normal Terror is a concept from the mind of Sam Mason, who wrote, directed, produced, and is starring in this new age feature film. Let's get slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy Horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember... I'll see you in your nightmares. Well, this station's mask. We're back again. Another episode of Horror Research 30. I have my bro, Sam, with me. He's still bald. And I have Rhiannon with me again, <laughs> a.k.a. Zombie Barbie. And uh, we're here just shooting the shit about some horror movies, fun horror talk, um, normal terror and all that good stuff you're going to hear about. No more no more spoilers for me about normal terror, though, but we just talked about some pretty awesome things before we started recording. You're just going to have to wait for the movie to drop for this one. So uh, how are you two doing? How's everything going? Good. Excited to do this. I'm good, brother. You know me, man. <laughs> yes, yes. I've been waiting to do this one. I've been waiting to actually get Sam on here on the podcast with me and another person. I've been telling Sam this plenty of times. Like, a few of my friends want to get on and record with you, and our schedules are never freaking lining up. And finally got <laughs> one on, and it's great. So I'm happy to be Super excited. See this? Super <laughs> excited. Yeah, you, hey, man, I'm, I'm ready to roll whenever you are, man. Absolutely. You know me, dude. I'm I'm ready to go whenever you tell me to drop. Yep. All the trash I talk about you to your face between Facebook and on here, I really do shout you out. I really do like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know what, dude? It, if you weren't giving me a bunch of shit, I wouldn't I wouldn't believe that. Hey, hey, you know what it is? You know what it is? <laughs> it's just the way guys bond. I don't know. And it's like every male, it is, it's it every is. male friendship I have. It's just the way we bond. It's cracking jokes or just something. But you're never like, hey, how are you doing? It's like you gotta say yeah. something, talk up to him first, and then ask. You don't want to be too nice, right? <laughs> and so when are you shaving your head, bro? Um, uh, maybe when I can join the clan, something like that. Then I'll, then I'll do it and wear the whole white robe. 
That'll scare a lot of people. There you go. Uh, or uh, when I start black Klansman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go in there and infiltrate them. Change stuff around. Nice. There you go. But, uh, Sam, I can't wait for this damn movie. And um, I need you to be at ScareCon. Yes, dude. This this year I will be there somehow, some way. I will show my ass up, whether it be in makeup or not. I don't know yet, but uh, we'll we'll see what we can make happen. I'll try to get you a wig. <laughs> I'm, okay, it, we can listen, do that. It's cold out here in October. I'm worried about you know. I don't want you getting sick. You're like 75 now. I need you to keep making awesome horror movies. We can't have you know. <laughs> gotta keep you warm. <laughs> Hey, only if it looks like your hair. I can, I can, I can arrange that. I can get you a fro if you, if that's what you really want. Yeah, dude, you gotta get me a tight fro with like some finger waves and all that shit, dude. I, I can, I can try to do that. I know I can definitely get the fro. <laughs> oh man! But I do. I can get you one of these when I get some more made up. One of these. Little beanies right here. Yeah, dude. Beanies. Dude, I want one of those beanies so bad, bro. Me too. They look I, awesome. My, you know, it's funny. I showed my cousin this, like, last week. To, you know, showed him the picture of it. This asshole just texted me yesterday. <laughs> he was like, oh, wow. He was like, yo, work. He was like, uh, how can I get one of those? Or how much are you selling them for or whatever? And I was like, I'm not sure yet. But when I get some more made up, I'll let you know. But it's like a week. I'm just thinking to myself like a, a yeah. week. It, you you text me like <laughs> six words. That's like a word a day. Then he hit send. <laughs> Gotta love family though. That's funny. Dude, that's does awesome. he live by you or does he live somewhere else? No, he lives like a half hour from me. He lives near me. <laughs> we used to work together, but that's besides the point. Uh-huh. He could, he's. He's just terrible at stuff like hey, that. Hey, let's let's talk about let's talk about how I came through Albany and you were unavailable because you were sleeping, you lazy ass. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, I was sleeping. I, I have to get up at five o'clock every morning for work. And I wake up I woke up at five in the morning. I see I had a missed call at like one <laughs> and a missed um text message by him at like one talking about something driving through Albany, blah blah blah. I was like, yo, I hit it back. I was like, I was asleep. <laughs> I, was oh, like, I was like, I was asleep, and now I'm on my way to work. So uh, we got to make that happen. The next time you're coming through here, let me know ahead of time, and we'll make it happen. Definitely. You got it, man. Oh, Where man. are you from? Sam. Me? Mm-hmm. I'm, well, I'm out of L.A., um, but being a truck driver, I have a dedicated route to Boston. So I go from LA to Boston every week. Nice. Holy shit. That's a drive. How long now when you yeah. come out here to, well, not out here cause I'm not in Boston. But when you come out to Boston, how long do you stay out there for? Um, generally I'm out there as quickly as I can get offloaded and then turn my ass around and come right back. Hmm. So I'm had a little bit of a, of a delay. Um, do a 34-hour reset, you know, trucker thing, DOT restrictions. Yep. Um, so I had to sit for 30, 34 hours, and um, and it took me a day to get my stuff offloaded because of the difficulties with uh, with the uh, the shippers or the receivers. So, 
So it took me three days to get out of out of uh, Boston area. Jeez. Hmm. Well, that's that's not going to happen again. You tell them you know me, and you'll be all right. I tell people that all the time. I don't know if it, I don't you know, know if they ever do it, but someone needs to just try it. Hey, dude, if I can. <laughs> if I can work that out, bro, I'm all over it, man. You know, but people wonder why truck drivers are, like, so angry and upset and, you know, beca- go on a murderous rage. You know, which is one of the things that I'm tying into normal terror is, you know, my career as a truck driver. You know, I'm, I'm doing this because I got to pay bills. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, it sucks, and I would love to do nothing but make movies and write and direct and, and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I, I, I got bills to pay, so... You know, I, I get my ass in a, you know, in a big-ass truck, and I, you know, hop on down the road and do what I got to do. But it gives me a lot of time to really think, um, you know, and the, the shit that we, we deal with and we tolerate, you know, as a, as a truck driver, you know, from the receiver sitting and waiting for, you know, for 8 to 10, 12 hours, you know, the DOT restrictions and, and everything we have to deal with out here on the road, you know, it, it's a surprise that there aren't more truck driver serial killers. There really is. That would actually be a another good movie right there. A really good movie. Mm-hmm. Because they do it, then they leave that state, the city, the state, they just go around. Hmm. Yeah. I think we should keep that one yeah. on the wrap, Sam. <laughs> I don't know if they're kind of similar, but... Development. Not like Jeepers Creepers, but a complete different development idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. And then you could have it where the truck driver keeps a body part of some sort from every person he kills. Yes. Either a body part or something personal. Either or. That's awesome. If it's a body part, it has to be kind of like a refrigerated truck so it doesn't start to stink. Yeah. Or a tooth. He keeps a tooth from every person. Hey, I, I, I actually, I'm, I'm carrying, uh, I'm carrying yogurt and my reefer is set (laughs) at 33 degrees. There you go. See, so it'll work. (laughs) <laughs> perfect perfect see that great i'm telling you some wild ideas come off of this podcast sam as you know as you've heard oh uh, don't think i'm not taking notes bro i want you to i want somebody to i'd rather be someone that i'm cool with than someone who just listen like oh wow these guys are making some damn oh, sense that's a good idea let me make some money off of get this. rich off of us yep <laughs> I'm cool with it. Yeah, though. we need to copyright that idea right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're doing it right now. <laughs> Consider it done. Yeah. No, it's a, it really is a good. It's an interesting idea. Now, I don't want somebody to go out there and really do this. We just want a movie about it. We don't want to give any serial right. killers any ideas. If you want to kill cereal, get some Captain Crunch and eat that bowl of cereal. Kill the box. <laughs> That's it. There you go. Yeah, there, there's enough uh, hatred and all that good shit in the world, man. There, there's enough city's going on we don't need to add any more no no not trying to do that just trying to make some noise with this this podcast and these horror movies and that's it that's all i want to do yep it's a good plan absolutely so how many uh how many downloads are you at now speaking of making noise at i'm gonna look it up right now and tell you wow give me one second i know i'm over four thousand that i do know a little over four thousand Nice. Yeah, because I think when, when I first did the following you, mm-hmm. I think you were at um, right. Say that, say that one more time, Sam. You kind of skipped out again. 
Okay. Um, I, I said, I think when we first started, you were right around 100. Right now, I'm at 4,097. 44 wow. episodes. Nice. And my goal, I've said it again. I've said it plenty of times, and I'll say it again. My goal for this year, when I first started this podcast, <coughs> I was just thinking, I was like, I don't know how many episodes I'm going to be able to get out this year, this, that, and the third. But if I can get 1,000 downloads by the end of the year, I'll be happy. And then when I seen it surpassing that, I just kept adding another 1,000. So mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm happy now. That's awesome. There I was go, trying brother. to download, and it was taking so long. It went because I went through and tried downloading every single episode, mm-hmm. and then I went through because it was taking so long, and I went through and deleted a bunch of them and just tried doing one at a time, and it kept knocking me out. It wouldn't do it. Do you use um? Do you have the Podbean app? App? Yeah. Or I'm also on. Wait, well, you have an iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. I'm on iTunes also. I don't know if that'll be any quicker or any better for you. I don't okay. Know, but I'm on there. And so that'll all count as the same mm-hmm. download yep. count? Okay. It does. So I'll try that. Yeah, I was like, shit, I had my phone. Because I even Gosh. tried not closing out of the app. I just left it open all day long, and it was at like 5%. Were you in a, one wi- a Wi-Fi area? Uh-huh. Yeah, I was at work. Oh, wow. And Yeah, and he has faster internet than I do. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe iTunes will work a little better. I don't know. Maybe that'll okay. help for you. I'll try that. Which I think on the Podbean site, there is a link for iTunes. Also, hang on, let me see. I think I'm following you on iTunes. Oh, yeah. See, get this podcast on your on your phone, Apple, or Google Play. Yeah, yeah, if I'm following you. So I'll go ahead and um, try there and see if that works. Damn, so let's Apple. talk about how uh, how Sir Sturdy likes to network people and bring people together. I do. <laughs> I really do. Listen, I'll tell you why I do it. <laughs> See this? <laughs> I'm doing this because um, I'm just a huge fan of horror. Like, ever since I was a little kid, I loved horror. I loved watching with friends and all that. And I'm just like, now I have this podcast. I made some cool friends off this podcast that are also involved in horror, whether it be movies, makeup, sound you know effects or whatever special effects everybody's doing something different but i'm like why don't we just become like one big team and just bring this all together everybody's doing their part i'm doing my thing with the podcast you're doing your normal terror movie you're being in movies so it's like why not just bring all that together help everybody work together and just make something great especially coming Mm -hmm. from like we're all coming from something smaller make that smaller stuff make some noise and then we'll all be heard instead of just you know someone hey, I'm only going to support this person or I'm only going to support this person. Mm-hmm. Or some right. people are like, I'm only going to support you or share your stuff or like your stuff if you do it for me. I'm like, no, nah, I don't. There's plenty of podcasts and stuff. I'm not going to mention them because I don't want to make them sound like they're bad because they're awesome. They don't mention me at all in their podcast or they do here and there or they do here and there on their pages. I yeah. still shout them out. I still share it all and all that because at the very least yeah. with the people with the pages, they're letting me share my content on their pages. So that's mm-hmm. that right there is huge. Yeah. Actually, big shout out to Joe's House of Horror yeah. and um, Three Guys at Horror because they have brought Sir Sturdy up on their podcast quite a few times, and I will be working with them eventually. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so man, the- I, I want to get on that podcast too. Oh, do you, just hit them up and let them know. <laughs> Tell them I sent you. <clears throat> They'll let you. Right. That'll be awesome. I'm so, sorry, what was the first horror? 
Oh, no, you're fine. It's hard because, like, when we all delay, it's like, I don't know, are, are you saying something yet or not? <laughs> um, so what was the first horror movie both of you guys saw? What was the very first horror movie? Oh, that's a good question. I don't remember. Um, my first horror movie was Children of the Corn. Oh shit! Yep. Hmm. And it and it scared the absolute hell out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember the first movie that scared me. I don't necessarily remember the first movie I've seen because I've seen so much. And like, <clears throat> I have I have an older brother, older cousins, and all that. So they would. That's what got me into horror. You know, being the youngest, being the youngest of that time. I'll, you know, if they're, whatever they're doing, I wanted to be doing. You know how it is when you're the younger kid around. You want to be doing what the older kids are doing. And so if they're watching horror movies, I want to be watching horror movies too. So I'd sneak in. They would let me watch it. It would be like once my mother goes to sleep or my, one of my aunts goes to sleep or whatever, then I can sneak in there and Aaron, don't start crying and all this other nonsense. You can stay in here and hang out with us. And I remember um, the first movie I remember that scared me, as far as I can remember from now, and I've said this before, is um, Creepshow 2, The Hitchhiker. Thanks for the ride, lady. That scared the shit out of me. Damn near literally. <laughs> and I say that because after the movie was over, I made it to the bathroom. Don't worry about that. I know what you're thinking, Sam. <laughs> I made it, but I, like, I was so scared to go to the bathroom. I don't know which one of them went with me, like my cousin, the cousin, brother, whatever. But um, I had one of them walk me to the bathroom and stand outside the door while I was, go- while I was using the bathroom because I was that damn scared of that movie. And Aww. looking back at it now, like I obviously I've seen the movie plenty of times. I just laugh like, what the hell was so scary about this? This is hilarious. But what it is, <laughs> <clears throat> as a kid, obviously your imagination just runs wild as it is. Then you add in something like that, yeah. and you're just like, oh shit, this is scary. This is really scary. And at the same time, you want to play the cool tough kid because you're like, if I act scared and make a scene, I'm not going to be able to watch these movies with them again. But mm-hmm. I have to use the bathroom yep. bad. I don't want to go on myself. So someone has to come <laughs> with me. I'm really fucking scared. And now uh. it's to the point where I <laughs> I laugh at like every damn horror movie I see. I'm, there's, some time, there's some jump scares here and there where I'm like, oh shit. But nine times out of ten, I'm laughing at these movies. And <clears throat> to bring it a step further as far as why um, Jason... Voorhees is my favorite. Mr. Jason Voorhees to you Fredheads. <laughs> Just because yeah, man. again, watching it as a kid, and I remember like on Friday the thirteenth <clears throat> on the USA network, they would just show a marathon of Friday the Friday the thirteenth movies over and for that whole weekend, over and over and over. Obviously I'd cut a lot of the good stuff yeah. out, but that was like the first slasher series I really got attached to and got to see, so I just always loved it since a kid and Every time, you know, just getting older, you get it. Had the cheap Jason masks as a kid and all that, pretending to be Jason. And just, yeah, that's where it went from there. So what about you, Rian? What was your first horror movie? My first one was actually Nightmare on Elm Street. Because I remember walking in, um, because my mom was telling me I couldn't watch it. And so I remember standing behind the couch. And I don't remember, I know I watched the whole thing, but the one part that scared the shit out of me, which is weird, was when he was going up the stairs on fire. Mm. That scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> and then it was so weird because, you know, I nice. love Freddy. And for years and years and years, I was scared shitless of him. But then I had this nightmare and it was so graphic and I still remember it. And it was, and then after that, I was like obsessed with him. 
which is strange because in my dream it was extremely nice. scary. But then after that, I was like, I loved him. I you know would watch him all the time, and so that's where my love for Freddie started. All right, Sam. Nice. I have to ask you the big question: Who do you like better, Jason or Freddie? And don't lie to me. <laughs> Actually, you know what, dude? I now this is gonna sound really weird. Okay, um, I like them both equally, but neither one of them holds a candle to Pinhead. <sighs> I can accept that. I can disagree with he- the Pinhead thing, but. <laughs> you know, well, it's like you know. Okay, now is it because you're both bald? Love Friday the 13th franchise. I love, I love the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. And you know, dude, I have, I, I, I know I've mentioned this before, but I don't know if everybody's heard this. But Harry Manfredini is interested in doing an original score for me for Normal Terror. Mm-hmm. I have a letter of intent from Harry Manfredini to do an original score for Normal Terror. Okay? Wow. And if those of you who don't know who Harry Manfredini is, he is the mastermind behind the sound of Friday the 13th. He has created each and every single one of their scores, along with, you know, thousands of others, you know, that he's done over the years. But... You know, I so I mean I, I'm I'm a little more drawn to that than I am Freddy, but at the same time, I think Robert England's character of Freddy is the only Freddy that is given that character life. I can Agreed. agree with that. So this this is this is your boy right here. You this know, guy. that's right. He, he scared yes. me when I was little. It took me forever to watch that movie because those pins scared the fuck out of me. <clears throat> I actually got to meet him in oh. person at Scaricon a couple years ago. Really nice guy. He's mm-hmm. bald also like you, Sam, so you guys yeah. you guys will probably get along. You know, I actually did a lot of research on that um, before I did the interview on Dash Radio because they, they wanted me to talk to you know, about, you know, my horror um, you know, not just my film, but like, you know, my background in horror and, you know, what my favorites were. And, and so I actually did a lot of research on that. And, you know, because of the costume and the, uh, the, the contacts that he had to wear, he couldn't make his marks the way he was supposed to. And so majority of the scenes, that's why you see him just standing, which makes him even more frightening. Mm, that's very interesting. Facing somebody around. Yeah. Because it was dark on set and he couldn't see. And then with the outfit that he was wearing, it was harder for him to move around and, and do all of those things. So, you know, he actually, you know, most of the time, that's why he's standing in place. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually. I never even thought of that. That's, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of contact, so on um, Fright Night, the contacts on there. So remember Evil Ed? Mm-hmm. I guess those contacts scratched the shit out of his eyes because they were more like a glass or like a plastic, I mean. Um, so it scratched the shit out of his eyes. And then also, you know, like when the slime is coming from his teeth when he's changing into the werewolf? Mm-hmm. They actually, by accident, uh-huh. used an adhesive. And so they were gluing his mouth shut. Oh, damn. They didn't need to. Oh, so they nice. had to, yeah. So he had a rough, a rough go filming oh, that man. movie. <laughs> that 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 had to suck. 
you know, being, being on the other side of the camera with normal terror, um, it's really given me an opportunity to see a lot of the stuff that goes into what we're doing and what we're making and how we're doing it, you know, and then also, you know, doing the special effects, you know, creating, you know, stonemason special effects with my partner, Steven Stone Cipher, um, to, to do all of our stuff in house so we could keep budget down. Um, you know, I've also learned, you know, having an engineer's mind and an ingenu ingenuitive mind, being able to create stuff, you know, and the practical effects that we're doing, um, you know, is a really cool aspect to see how a lot of that shit's being done, you know, and, and pulling that stuff together to make it look as realistic as possible. <clears throat> Bringing that, what you're just saying right there, Sam. Now, you know, you guys know I had the interview with Deborah Voorhees a few weeks ago. I actually brought that uh -huh. up about how you... Were, um, how you guys were showing off like pictures and doing like little short videos of your practical effects and how they're made up and everything. And she was at, she right. actually asked me, she was like, as a fan, how do you like that? And I said to her, she was like, how, as a fan, like, how do you like that? And do you think it's taken away from the movie? I said, honestly, for me, I said, when it be, between me and my friends, when it comes to horror, we're like nerds for this kind of stuff. So when we get to see that stuff, it just makes it even more incredible because I'm like, you see, you see that it takes. I'm just throwing out a random number here. I know nothing about this, but say you see it takes 10 hours to do the casting and all this stuff. And then it's just for like a five minute mm -hmm. scene. To me, that's just, mm -hmm. I'm like, that just bring, that makes me want to see it even more. Yeah. I agree and with that. That's, and I was telling her, I was like, I, I've loved it that, you know, normal terror. I was like my guy, Sam from normal terror that they're doing that because with a lot of movies, you don't get to see that. You don't get to see that. Like you're doing it right, right. on Facebook. So Thousands of people get to see that without even having to pay for the movie versus if you go out and buy a Blu-ray of a movie, you still, nine times out of ten, you're not going to be able to see the special effects, how they're created. You might see a little bit behind the scenes, but not really that stuff. Right. And I feel, I feel more movies should really do it. I feel with, you know, with the practical effects and all that, you should show, you don't have to show all your tricks and everything. Obviously, you don't want that stolen. But at the same time, right. kind of show the fans a little bit. Just because it's like, wow, how is this done? Like as a kid, I'm sitting here watching horror movies. Like, oh, I wonder how they did this. And then when you finally get to see right. it, like, wow, that's really amazing that they took this, all these hours to do this scene for this five to ten minute scene. Like, you put all that time into it. That makes you respect it and enjoy it even more. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, it's like you know, not only not only the ten hours that you know that you see, but the hours of development and coming up with how we're gonna do it is, you know, is one of the things that's important to me to show our fans mm -hmm. um, because I want them to know the labor of love that we put into this thing, you know, and we're doing this for them. You know, we want them to be a part of. We want them to know how we did it. So that way, if you know how something is done and you still can't pick your part and figure out, you know, how real it looks. I've, um, I've had people tell me that we're making a snuff film. That we're actually doing this stuff, you know, because it looks that realistic. And if I can show and if I can show them how it's done and still have people come at me and tell me that this is, you know, that it's just a show that we're putting on, you know, and we're actually doing this to people. Dude, that makes my heart pound in my chest. That makes my head explode because now we have fans that are seeing what we're doing and how we're doing it. And then they see it come together and they're like. Holy shit, that looks so fucking real. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, like I said, I, I love it. I just, I feel it should be shown more. And um, I think it'd be right. good for, like, up-and-coming filmmakers and stuff that they can see, like, okay, so this is how I can do this. Or, or at the very least, I can contact them 
and they can help me out with this because this, you know, they know a little bit more than I do about it. And just, I don't know. I love it. Yeah. Oh. No, and that was one of the things that we first talked about, um, you know, when we first started communicating mm -hmm. um, was that, you know, you talked about how much you respected the fact that we we're putting all this out there. And, and you asked me, you know, specifically, <laughs> don't ever change that because it means a lot to the fans, you know, and I think that's one of the things that makes us different as a production company and a special effects company as, you know, is a, a horror, you know, maker and filmmaker, um, you know, that I am willing to show the stuff that we're doing behind the scenes to make you guys feel more a part of it. So it's not just a labor of love for me but you guys are watching this and it's a labor of love for you guys you know you guys have spent hours watching our videos and our interviews and our you know facebook live chats and you know and stuff like that to see how this stuff's coming together so you guys are invested in this emotionally at this point that's very mm -hmm. very true speaking of which sam when you do another facebook live chat um, you know what, dude, I need to, I need to actually do that really soon. I think we'll probably end up doing that, uh, over, over Christmas. Um, but I also want to, uh, I, we need to, you know, I'm still working on merchandise and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, our merchandise, uh, kind of hit a, uh, hit a, hit a snag. Um, the owner of the, the company, uh, was in a, in an accident and passed mm -hmm. away. Um, and so they actually shut down. Um, so the merchandise that we had on order, um, it is not going to be fulfilled. So now I have to find another merchandise to put this stuff together, um, you know, and be able to, you know, to, to get the merchandise out for people. Um, because I know there's a lot of people out there that, you know, that want the t-shirts and, and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, we definitely need to do another, uh, Facebook live here soon. Um, you know, I've been, I've been struggling financially and, you know, trying to pull all this stuff together and pay my bills. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a dad first, you know, you know that. So, um, you know, I've been a single dad, you know, trying to pull all this stuff together and, you know, and pay bills and work and, you know, and all this stuff is, is difficult to do, but, you know, we're, we're managing and, um, you know, I got, I got a lot of help on, you know, on the home front. So, um, but yeah, we definitely need to, uh, to go live again and, uh, you know, give, give a shout and say, you know, what's up this is what we're doing. So. I have a great idea for merchandise. Beanies. Okay. See this? Beanies. <laughs> People love them. <laughs> they do. And yeah. booty underwear. Like the underwear that say your name across the back. See? Girls love that shit. There you go. Normal tail. Oh, my right there. God. That's, oh, that's brilliant. Yes. Mm -hmm. That, is, that yeah. is very important, though, Sam. With merchandise, you have to hit the female audience because they shop till they drop. We just grab things. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know what, we, uh, uh, Rhiannon, we need to talk, and uh, so as soon as we get off this podcast, me and you need to connect, and I'm going to get you in contact with my business manager, and you guys, because she's a female, and you guys can just, like, work out all kinds of merchandising shit. Okay. Uh, see this? Awesome. Now, you oh, see, yeah. Good now listen, yeah. listen, listen, people that are listening to <laughs> this podcast, you see how this all comes first full circle? This is why I try to help people, you know, connect, mm -hmm. because yep. it's just going to make it all bigger for everybody. Don't be afraid to help people, people. Absolutely. Well, and better things and like come. We were when talking you help about, people, uh, more stuff comes. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> well, and like we were, no, it's okay. You started first. Um, but, and we were talking about uh, before we went live, um, you know, when we were all getting to know each other a little bit and, you know, and talking beforehand, um, you know, that uh, eventually um, we want to work together. Um, you know, so like, 
you know, having you guys and like you know, having this platform where we can talk about the things that we like and you know, get to know each other a little bit and get comfortable with each other. You know, I mean, you know, she's an actress, you know, you're a podcaster, interviewer, mm-hmm. and, you know, you did uh, Scarecon recently, you know, your first press event. Um, you know, and you and I have been friends for a while. So, you know, bringing us all together and, you know, connecting with all these different interviews and platforms and, and all this other stuff, you know, is really cool because then we get an opportunity to, you know, to, to meet and possibly work together, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's a great thing for me. Me too. Me yeah, too. Definitely. Um, I was going to ask you, so did you start with special effects before you directed um, no, actually, I started out as an actor. Um, I grew up a little, a little bit of my backstory. Um, my dad was a mechanic uh, back in the day, um, and we had an off-road race team. We used to race uh, Type 4 dune buggies, uh, you know, the Baja 1000, stuff like that. Um, and my dad was a very good precision driver. And so he did a lot of stunts for a lot of old TV shows and movies and stuff like that. And so that was where I kind of got involved in it a little bit, watching, you know, going on set and watching my dad do these cool ass things on, you know, Hardcastle McCormick and Fall Guy and, you know, all those old shows. Um, you know, so watching him do that stuff kind of started the fire for me. Um, and then I did a couple of things as a kid in, in acting and, you know, plays in school and, you know, for the Moose Lodge and stuff like that. Um, but it wasn't really until 2006. I was like, you know, I've always been told I'd I'd be a great actor. I'm going to give this thing a shot. And so I did six films in 2006, two of which went to Sundance, um, and I just, I fell in love with the process of how it goes from concept to script to screen. And the way my mind works with my own concepts, my own ideas of stuff that, you know, had never been done before. Um, and so a really good friend of mine last year, Miller from the TV show Growing Pains, you might know him as Ben Siever. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's, him and I are very close and, um, he was, uh, telling me, you know, we, we were having one of our sit downs and he was, you know, telling me what he's been working on this, you know, this, uh, this sci-fi type thing. Um, you know, and so I was like, oh, wow. And it rekindled the idea I had in my, I, my head from back in, you know, sit concepts that I come up with. So I pushed him a couple of ideas and, um, and he was like, wow, that's actually really let me get you in contact with a couple of people and see if we can, you know, get it going. And so he put me in contact with somebody, uh, Jack London, uh, from the band, the wild, um, really pushed me to, um, to, to, to get working on, on this. Um, and so the reason we started with normal terror out of all the other ones that I have, uh, cause I have six other concepts ready to go. Um, wow. but the reason I started with normal terror is because it's the easiest one to do. For, you know, the, the locations are very simplistic. All the murders take place in a garage. Um, you know, it's, it's a father, son, you know, father's doing his best to take care of, you know, his kid, um, you know, it's from the serial point of view before he's caught. So there's no cops investigation. It's a very minute minuscule, um, budget to put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, we, uh, I, you know, and, and the first person I talked to about it once I started going on, my partner, Steven Stonecipher, 
Um, and he's a ballistic gel expert. He did a lot of stuff for Vsauce and, you know, stuff like that. So, um, you know, so I talked to him and so his brain started rolling with how we were going to do this. And so, so him and I sat down and brainstormed and got together and figured out how we were going to pull this off. And so that was actually my first hand into special effects was you know, bringing him in and starting to think about how we were going to do this stuff. And, you know, with him being the, the expert in ballistic gels and stuff, you know, he came up with the, with the, he did some research and came up with process that, you know, limits our, our time and productivity um, to get stuff out the door quicker and get it ready to, to film um, with more realism than a lot of stuff out in the industry. Um, and it gets out the door quicker. So, you know, you're saving money in those production costs. And because it's myself right now, while we're looking for investors to get this thing finished up, um, you know, budget was extremely important to, to, to keep it, you know, as minuscule as possible, um, you know, and get as much done on as tiny a budget as we possibly could. So, you know, it was more out of a necessity, um, you know, me dipping my hand into it than anything else. Um, because we just didn't have the money to, you know, to bring in people and, and stuff like that, you know, to uh, to get the, the stuff we wanted. And since, you know, our minds work the way we do, um, we're like, you know what, why don't we go ahead and figure out how to do this and do it our damn selves? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It really so is. It's like you're learning along the way. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. That's cool. So, Sam... I'm going to tell you this right now. If you decide to add another um, murder scene in Normal Terror again, I know somebody who would be happy to be that victim. I'm just saying. Just yeah. Saying yep. Well, you know, we're gonna, we're, we have a, a total of seven scenes in, um, in, in, this, in this, the first installment. Um, we are planning on a follow-up if we get the, the following and, you know, and, and, and um, you know, the, the publicity and we get it out there and it's as big as we hope it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do have a second installment um, that's in development right now along with the other films that I'm working on developing. Um, and so since we have seven in this one because I just added a new murder scene and a new plot twist, okay? Ooh. So new murder scene, new plot twist. For normal terror, so we added one more murder scene, so it's gonna you know break up the monotony a little bit of just me and my son you know acting like goofballs on on camera, um, you know. But uh, you know we're we're definitely gonna need uh, if we do seven in this one, then we're gonna need at least uh, six or seven in in number two. Um, but I can't quite give away that storyline yet because it's still in development, and I don't want to give away too much from this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a whole a lot of shit that people are going to look at and be like, what the fuck just happened? I can't nice. wait for that. I'm just, I'm throwing it out there. We're talking to her right now. That's, that could be <laughs> another victim. <Yeah>. Me? <laughs> yeah. I have no problem dying. Where, where are you located? I'm in Boise. Idaho. You're in where? Boise, Idaho. Idaho, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got a couple of friends, uh, the, some of the guys that, uh, that I'm using for our soundtrack, Abandoned Invasive, is uh, from Stateline, Idaho. Okay. Cool. See, and I'm closer so, to West Coast than shout, I am shout, East Coast. And I'm way on the East but Coast. Shout out to uh, to the guys at Invasive. Shout out to the guys at uh, at Invasive. Go check out their music. Awesome. Uh, you know, heavy metal, uh, rock music. 
um, you know, Gary Cook and Eric Clages and uh, Brian Marco and all those guys are, are phenomenal. I love the guys that did. Nice. So how did you find them? Um, I, basically, everything that's happened with normal terror has kind of fallen into my lap. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm in a lot of horror groups because I'm a horror fan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been a horror fan for years. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm also, I'm a metalhead. You, know, you can see my shirt. I know the, the audience can't see it, but I'm wearing my ACDC shirt today. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm in a lot of metal groups and horror groups and stuff like that. And so, you know, when you're in groups and you spend time in them and, you know, and, and you have, you know, people that have mutual things in common and whatnot, um, you know, you become friends, you know, you, you talk to these people and you, you know, um, you you become friends with them ultimately, and so uh, my first friend was uh, was Eric Clages, um, and I know I'm probably butchering his name, um, but that's how I pronounce it. Sorry, brother, love you. Um, but uh, uh, him and I became friends, and so when I started Normal Terror, um, he hit me up and he's like, "Hey, do you have any music for this yet?" And I was like, "No." He's like, "Well, I'm the basis for this band, Invasive. Check us out." And I, you know, I've been following them anyway, and so I got in contact. You know, he got me in contact with the lead singer, and I talked to him to see if they were interested. He was interested, so they sent us a couple of tracks, um, and we're going to be using those for our soundtrack. That's you awesome. know, and so every band we have that we're going to be using um, has kind of come together that way. That's great. That's really that's good. Awesome. And I don't, I don't know what horror group me and you met in, Sam, but that's pretty much where the same exact, whatever you were just saying, same exact thing. It just became, I don't know if I seen you sharing normal terror in there and it just went from that or what, but. I think it was horror everything. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, Erica, Erica and all those people over at horror everything are phenomenal. I love them to death. Um, you know, I, I talked to them uh, personally a couple times when I first started sharing stuff and got their permission as long as I didn't do it too much and blow their shit up. Um, you know, and it's it's been a great outlet for me to, you know, well, because I'm, I'm, I'm doing all the publicity myself, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm using completely free platforms and the following that we've created is strictly off of, you know, the, the, the free platforms that I've used. Um, you know, and I couldn't be happier with, you know, with, with our following and our fans. And, you know, we've created a true cult following. Our fans are dedicated and loyal and just love what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, self doing your own public or your own promotion and publicity. That is hard. <clears throat> it, it, <clears throat> see, I'm in the middle with that. It is because it's like, again, you're not a big name. So, Say you share it, maybe one or two friends will share it, and then that's it. But it's not because at the same time you could still hit that share button a hundred times in that one day if you want to. It's just yeah. putting it in, putting in the work. But I do get what you're saying. It is hard when you don't have everybody sharing it, which brings me to this. It does kind of suck <clears throat> because I'll just use you for example, Sam. We'll say you'll say you'll share normal tear in a bunch of groups. I'll share it, and then say that's it. Say just me and you are the ones sharing it. Right, but then you'll see, right? You'll see your, a, a few friends of yours that you personally know share a stupid ass fist fight a thousand times. All up, I'm like, why are you sharing this shit? Share mm-hmm. this, or you'll yeah. see. Right? Here's what you see now on on social media, Facebook. I see it all the time now. It'll, it'll be like a meme that says, "Um, 
You'll go out there and support other businesses and share this, but you won't share it for your friends. I'm like, the same people posted this are the same people that aren't hitting share. Hit yeah. share. It's e- it's two right. seconds. It's no money out of your pocket. It's just share. <clears throat> if you agree. You know, it's and, and that's a twofold thing, especially for me. Um, you know, is it and, and I've had some difficulty with that too, you know, is it you know, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm grateful for everybody that does share and, and tag us and you know, and get us out there, um, you know, because a, a lot of our, one of our posts, um, I actually did pay for and I boosted on Facebook and we got like 20,000 hits worldwide. Really? And it was, it was awesome. Um, you know, but you know, I'm looking at my, you know, my, uh, Facebook when, when you have a page or a group or anything like that, it gives you statistics on, you know, your, your marketing, mm-hmm. your share. Excuse me, you know, you're sharing and stuff like that. And so, you know, I'm looking at this and I get the same, you know, five, 10, 15 people that are, that are sharing and that's it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, I'll post, uh, I posted, uh, recently, um, I was getting a lot of, cause I'm, I'm at, you know, I was recently at my max of 5,000 friends We like blew up. Um, you know, after I did the, uh, the, the Hollywood red carpet and, uh, you know, the, a couple of the interviews that we had done, we just kind of really blew up, which is great. Um, you know, but, um, I, I, uh, I had a lot of spam bots hitting me up, yep. you know, and porn sites and scammers and, you know, and all that shit. And so I made a post saying that I was getting ready to do a friend purge, right? You know, it's like, if you're not in the industry, or you don't interact, you don't like, you don't share, you don't comment, I don't know who the hell you are, you know, I'm going to go ahead and go through, I'm going to start deleting people. And dude, I can't tell you, I think uh, as of right now, I've got like 300 likes and um, like 100 and some odd comments. And that is like my most popular post. And it's like, you know, is is a filmmaker who's trying to, you know, who's currently a nobody, which is one of the hashtags we use. Um, hashtag nobody's talking about us yet, but they will be, um, you know, but as uh, an up and coming filmmaker and, you know, writer, director, producer, actor and special effects and all this other stuff that I'm doing, um, you know, it, it's at times that, you know, people comment and like on stuff when they think that they're not going to get to spy on you anymore you're right. or, you know, or, or, you know, see the miscellaneous shit that you're posting, you know, but, you know, when you're trying to come up, you know, you have very select few that, that try to be a platform for you to step up on. Mr. Clean, you are absolutely right with that one. And I think you could do some Mr. Clean commercials, too, <laughs> to help out your budget, by the way. Hey, dude, you, hey, you know anybody out there that's willing to, to put me in front of the cameras, Mr. Clean? I will rock that shit. <laughs> but, no, you're, you're, you're right with that because I, I remember that specific post. I might have said something on it joking around. But it was just yeah. like within a few minutes, maybe a half hour max, people were just, mm-hmm. oh, don't delete me, da 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 blah, blah, blah. Just hit the damn share button for the right. for the post. That's it. It's not right. that hard. Yeah. It's not hard. But oh man. They're gonna you know what's gonna happen, Sam? <laughs> for each of us. It's gonna be one of those things where like when you do make more when we make some more noise. Then they're going to be like, oh, wow, I was friends with so-and-so on this, or I know something, but you're not doing anything to help it grow. Right? Right? Yes. No, don't don't use the name now to get you in some door. It happens all the time. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I mean, hey, I'll... dude, I do that, man. I I name drop sometimes, you know, but it's it's not so much. Um, it's more about me asking permission from the person to, you know, say, hey, do you mind if I talk so and so? And, you know, and say that, you know, that you and I are friends to try and, you know, work out some kind of a business deal. Yeah. You know, it's more along that line than it is to, you know, to, to boost my ego. Right. You know who yeah. I'll never name drop to boost my ego? Nicholas Cage. Nick Cage. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> That's not going to happen. It's not going to help anything for me. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Hey, but, but you just dropped it. Dude, I did. This is this is your second podcast in a row. You're ranting about Nicolas Cage. Oh, I've done it. I've done it on plenty of podcasts. And hey, listen, maybe the right person will hear it and get this to Nicolas Cage, and he'll want to get to me and talk to me about you know he'll want to get on the podcast. That's gonna get a lot of listeners. And I'm gonna say, listen, Nick, I don't hate you as a person. It's just your movies. I I, I wish you would stop. <laughs> There's certain movies like um what is it the Mandy movie I refuse to watch because he's in it. I've only personally paid attention <laughs> like two of his movies. Gone in sixty seconds I liked it because the cars and the women, and I liked um Face Off. Everything else I refuse to watch. I'm I'm not even joking with you. I refuse to watch it just because he's in it, and like he put a bad I don't know he just put a bad taste in my mouth and I just don't want to. I can't forgive him for it until he does something right in my eyes. Which you know, is, you know what? You know what, bro? They usually say the reason you dislike somebody or something about them is because you see that in yourself. I don't see that. Just, just saying. <laughs> just well, saying. If, if, if that's the case, okay, okay. If that's the case, and if I think his his acting is bad, that's why. See, that's why I'm podcasting because I know my strengths. Maybe he should start a podcast. <laughs> you see that? See how I turn nice. that around? Huh, I like that. Good spin. But um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what, going into the new year, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to make any promises. It's not a New Year's resolution, but I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to try to stop talking bad about Nicolas Cage unless somebody else brings him up. If somebody else brings You're him up, it's, try. it's different. I even talk about him at work. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know what it was? People like, were man, talking about Nick Cage, I fucking hate him. People we were um, talking about him at work, like certain movies he was in, out of nowhere. I don't know how the conversation came up, and I was just like, no, I can't stand him. And so... <laughs> Someone brought him up again. My boy was like, "Yo, Aaron hates him." I was like, "I don't hate him. I mean, I wouldn't fight him. I mean, well, unless he attacked me. That's different. <laughs> That's self-defense." <laughs> Which we went over that yesterday too. <laughs> hey, bro. You know they say uh, all them haters out there just talking shit are nothing but fans, right? <laughs> Not of this guy. <laughs> I'll be a fan of his, his. I'll be a fan of his career when it's done. That's what I'll be a fan of. Uh, <laughs> hey man, haters make me famous, brother. Haters make me famous. He's already. He's somehow he's already famous. He's already. Oh man. Uh, I just. I don't know. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> someone needs. Someone, someone needs to set head. up a. Someone needs to set up a sit down with me and him. I think that's what it is. But maybe these issues between me and him will stop. He might not know who I am, or he might just be like, oh, I can't fucking stand there, and God damn him, him and his damn podcast. And Nick, hey, that's, you, that's fine. You know what, dude? You should send his publicist a beanie. <laughs> I would. <laughs> if, if, if uh, okay, this goes out to everybody. I'm going to get more of these beanies made. I will be selling them for merch. 
if you can get me a hold of Nicolas Cage to get me this beanie, or to get me his address, whatever, I will send him a beanie. I won't say anything nice, you know, I'm not going to lie and say I'm a big fan, because I'm not. <laughs> I'll just, boom. I'll, I'll, I'll do one better. Get me his publicist or whatever, get me a way to send him one of these. I will say something nice about him if, if he takes a picture and posts it wearing the beanie. I will say something nice. Oh, shit. I don't know what. Even, challenge accepted. Even, uh, and it'll be more than just thank you for wearing the beanie. It'll be more than that. I don't know what I'll say. I might have to have a ghostwriter like some of these rappers out here to write it up for me and it'll be a bunch of lies, but I will say it. You'll <laughs> <laughs> be cringing as you say it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> but hey, if, 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 if that's if, because all jokes aside, if as bad of an actor as he is, if he did wear that, he does have a lot of fans somehow. I don't know. And he could say the same thing about me. But um, that's just going to get my name. Oh, Horrible Sir Sturdy. Where'd he get that beanie from? I want that. Some people want to be just like Nicolas Cage. I'm just not one of those uh, people. That's true. Hey. Boom. Then maybe that'll get him on the podcast so we can finally have this chat and we can end this this issue between us that he doesn't know exists <laughs> yet. <laughs> hey, would it be funny though, like say if he was just sitting at home with a picture of me throwing darts at it, like I'm gonna meet him one day and we're gonna we're gonna settle this. <laughs> be like, what the hell? Dude, I'm gonna start blowing up bro, I'm gonna start blowing your page up with fucking Nicholas K shit. Uh, (laughs) I hope it's horror related at the very least (laughs) (laughs) oh man Nicholas damn cage (sighs) you know it's funny he can be one of the nicest people in the world and I still don't like his movies I still don't like them that'd be fake Mm. yeah that, that would be yeah, I I could like him as a person. Well, I don't know if I could like him as a person. Yeah, I don't know him. But I could like him as a person. I don't have to like what he does in his movies. Yeah. Well, it's like, for me personally, I love Ben Affleck as an actor. I think he did a horrible rendition of Batman. I don't think he was the right character to play Batman. Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, yeah. no, Christian Bale did do good, but I just... Michael Keaton was better. He was my favorite Batman. As far as the movies go, I I will I will agree with that. I will agree. Michael Keaton was you know is my favorite Batman, um, but Christian Bale did do well. I like how they um, modernized the Batman with with him. Who was your favorite Joker? Um, my favorite Joker. I actually talked about this on my last interview. Um, but my favorite Joker, actually, Terror Incognito, um, I talked about this. Um, but my favorite Joker is, I, I have three, okay? Uh, Mark Hamill's The Voice. Yes. Okay? I think his, his, his character and his rendition of Joker is absolutely true to form. Um, now, as far as actual characters, I think Jack version um, is probably the best who brought to life um, but the persona of the Joker, Heath Ledger nailed. I can actually agree with all that. My favorite is definitely the, the Mark Hamill one just because to me the voice just did it and then obviously it's animated so you could do whatever you want with the animation stuff and 
I grew up right. watching like the Batman the animated series and that voice, the laugh, everything was just freaking amazing. And you hit the nail on the head with that. I pretty much agree with you on that. Um, Heath Ledger with the persona. Jack Nicholson really did bring that character to life in Batman, the original Batman movie. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. And Joker? But, but I will say that I did not like uh, Jared Leto's version at all. I didn't Oh, I that. did, and he was so hot. That is that the reason why you liked it? <laughs> Is that the reason yeah, why you like it? Yeah, but you're of looking look? at it from a sexual standpoint alone. That's, That's it. Probably true. That's yeah. <laughs> it's probably true, but he was so fucking hot. <laughs> I'm like, he's my favorite. <laughs> okay, now you're gonna you're gonna say that Gerald Leto was hot in that character. Okay, not a problem. I can agree. A good looking man is a good looking man. Not a problem. Tell me anything about the character himself that you remember. Besides Other his than looks. he was hot. Well, I, I mean, I did like the way he was, you know, kind of just, I can't do it, but, you know, like, where he's, his, like, voice was cool the way he did it, and it's, you know, he was, he acted like a fucking psycho, and I think, like, wasn't it with the Arkham series, isn't that kind of more what he was like? The, from the game, right? I don't know the game yeah. too well, but I think, I think so. Yeah. I mean, he did do the character good as far as the one they were taking him from. But, you know, like you guys said, Jack Nicholson was, I mean, yeah, Jack Nicholson and um, Heath Ledger, they were fucking awesome for that Joker that they were doing. But as far as Arkham, I think Jared Leto did do pretty damn good. I would love to see a horror movie. And he was hot, um, so it helped. (laughs) A horror movie with Joker. I think that would be a really, really fun, it has to be R-rated, but it would be a really fun, dark movie. Without Batman in the movie, just Joker. Just a Mm -hmm. Joker movie, horror movie, because... Joker. Everybody knows if you read. Well, I don't read the comics and stuff, but just from the cartoons, even like the um the the animated movies and stuff. Joker really kills. He like he has no limits, yeah. and he doesn't do it. He does it pretty much because he loves to be the villain. He doesn't do it for money because if you watch from the Batman movie with um Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, he burns the money. He burns his half of the freaking money. Right. So he doesn't care yeah. about money. Mm-hmm. And I just I like that. And I like that. And I feel like if you get the right person to act as the Joker, have that and it'd be a, it'd be a freaking excellent. It'd be amazing. It'd be fun mm-hmm. to watch. See, Jared was more, he did like that insane asylum yeah. character. Um, what do you guys think of the movie. Joaquin Phoenix yeah. version that's coming out? Uh, I don't know yet. I got, I seen the pictures and stuff. You it's, know, honestly, okay. I, I got to check it yeah, out. I, I got to wait for it to come out. What do you think of it? He's not one of my favorite actors, so I'm not super excited to see it. And also, the makeup bothers me. Because I don't know if they're taking it from <laughs> a different, you know, like, they're taking it from a different Joker. But I, I haven't seen that version, really. Yeah. So, to me, it just looks like a clown. It almost reminds me of the 31 clown. You know, the picture that's on Rob Zombie's 31 poster? Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. Which, I love Rob Zombie films. I loved 31. But I just... I think it looks too close to that and kind of Captain Spaulding-ish. Just, you know, that that red and white and blue makeup. Speaking of clowns, seeing as how we're, you know, we're getting back into the horror thing. Who is your guy's favorite killer clown? Mine is Art. Art, yes. yeah. The, what, what he did, in, <coughs> excuse me, what he did in the Terrifier movie, the actions, the moving, the laughing without making any sound, and the mm-hmm. brutal kills was just fucking amazing. I like, don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy Pennywise, but... 
I see him as more of just a clown because it's more of what your fears are. Like, mm-hmm. some people are afraid of clowns. Some people are afraid of whatever, you know. So, he, yes, he's a clown in a sense, but at the same time, it's, like, more of what your fears are, like, what the kid's fears were. Like, the one kid was um, the one kid was sick all the time. He was afraid of, like, mm-hmm. lepers and leprosy and all that. And just the one, only one of the kids was really afraid of the clowns. And I forgot the rest, but, yeah. You know, my my personal my personal favorite, and I know I'm probably going to catch a lot of flack for this, but is Captain Spaulding. And here's why, okay? He has the psychosis. Sig, Sid Haig um, created a psychosis of a normal person. Um, well, okay, anything but normal. But he created a persona of a normal person, and the only thing that makes him a clown is a makeup. That's it. That's yeah. true. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like a John Wayne Gacy psychology to it, you know? So, yeah. you know, my personal favorite is of is the fact that, you know, the behind the psychology of it is is, is Captain Spaulding. You know, it's for, for me, it's that's what makes him terrifying is, you know, that he's just this fucking psycho who's wearing clown makeup. Not that he's actually mm-hmm. a clown of any kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's actually that's not true. a bad answer. But I, I do respect I, I do respect David Howard Thornton's portrayal of art. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his, I think as an actor, it was spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, he portrayed, you know, being a, a silent, you know, killer, um, you know, kind of like the plague, you know, as he, you know, it, it takes you back to, to how films used to be old silent films. And I love old silent films, you know, black and white with just music overtones and, you know, and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, I think it really brought out the character, um, because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of silent films, my friend, Johnny Daggers, he's a director. Um, he just is releasing a silent film. It's called Noctambulist and it's good. I like it, you know, cause it's silent. It has the music going. And then like the, the pictures that come up and you're reading what they're saying and it's all kind of like that quick motion. It's really good. <laughs> I I I have nice. never watched a silent film. I'll have to check that out. I'll have to check one out. Mm-hmm. I I like noise. <laughs> I like words. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check I'll I'll really have to check one out though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're fun. They're, yeah, go back into like uh you, you, wait, wait a second, man. You haven't seen um um I know you know who the hell he is. Um Fuck, why can I not remember his name now? Um, Charlie Chaplin. You've never seen a Charlie Chaplin yeah. film? Nope. Can't say that I have. What? It doesn't mean I won't. Dude. wouldn't. I'm open to watching other films. It's just <laughs> I, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't seen one. There's a horror movie called Eraserhead that's in black and white. It's a David Lynch film. Um... It's pretty good. I th- it's not all silent. I think there's a few words said in there, but it's pretty much all silent, and it's black and white. It's it's good. I like it. Uh, oh. Um, oh, another thing that I'm going to tell you guys that we decided we're going to do with Normal Terror is you know how uh, Pixar has uh, little animated shorts before their movie starts? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm actually going to be putting a horror short before our film. Nice. 
So when it gets released in theaters, you're going to get to watch a horror short before you watch our film. And I think, you know, that gives, you know, those that make shorts and, and, you know, the the up-and-coming filmmakers and students and stuff like that an opportunity to get you in the mood. It sets the mood for what you're about to see. Mm -hmm. Now, on top of that, I think that's an excellent idea. And, shit, maybe that's something you could do with all of your movies. Have a little horror short. Even if it's just a five-minute clip, whatever. little horror short before the movie. Because that'll be... (coughs) That would be one of those things where, well, I can speak with for myself as a fan. You're like, okay, this director, this director is doing this movie. Every single movie, they have nothing to do with each other, but every single movie, they have a little horror short, which you're looking forward to seeing. So that's mm-hmm. an excellent idea. Yes. Like your signature. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Absolutely. So is it a full length? It's a full length film? Yes. Normal Terror is going to be 102 minutes. Cool. I cannot wait. That, That's badass. It's going to be great. So, when do you murders, think you're going to release it? Um, we're going to shoot for a Halloween release this year. Sweet. He, mean, he means... Yeah, well, but we are we are looking for an executive producer, um, you know, an investor. Um, we're looking for uh, 25000 to 50000 um, to to get it finished up. Um, you know, I mean, regardless of whether I pay for it out of pocket and produce it myself, um, you know, but we have a pretty good incentive, uh, incentive package put together for investors. Um, so, you know, if you know anybody that's interested in, you know, picking up a a no name horror that, you know, already established with, uh, a cult following and, um, you know, it's going to be, you know, Hopefully, what what we think it's going to be is you know, not just a, a passion project and a love project, but um, you know, possibly a great you know um, unknown horror film. Um, you know, this this is the one to get in on. I definitely yeah. agree with that. Mm-hmm. Just from oh. as we've discussed before, Sam, shit, the beginning of this year is pretty much when me and you linked up and just watching each other grow from. Shit, my first podcast to, like, the first pictures and videos you guys started posting on there to shit till now. It's it's yeah. crazy. And then just between the both of us, all the cool people we met in between and kind of yeah. some some latched on and stayed, which is great. Some, hey, just things happen. Nothing personal. But it's yeah. it's just great just seeing, like, how big this team and yes, I say team, all of us, they're just growing and growing, and we keep pushing each other and helping each other and promoting each other, and it's going to pay off soon. Mm-hmm. Definitely. No, I, absolutely, man. I, I agree with that. You know, I, I've met some awesome special effects makeup artists that I've talked to about uh, working on other projects with me, and um, you know, I've, I've met some great people. I've met, um, you know, I, you know, me and you have, have gotten pretty close. Um, you know, and everybody you've gotten me in contact with, I've gotten pretty close with, and uh, you know, it's it, it's you know, it's you know, we all have this common ground that you know brings us together, and you know, in our passion for for our art form, you know, and you know, the the true acid test of of an actor is to turn off the sound completely and watch what they're doing, um, you know, and if you if you believe 
that you know that the actor is, is you know is portraying a character you know to their to their best ability, um, and you believe in what they're doing and have an emotional tie with the sound off and not hearing anything but just watching them. That's how you know an actor has truly performed. Hmm. Never thought of it like that. That's yeah. that was good. Where'd you get that from, Sam? Fortune cookie. <laughs> nah, bro. I uh, actually I got that from one of the uh, the actors groups that I'm in. No, that's that's awesome. Though. It does oh. make sense. That's mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. You know, and they were they were comparing it to like how you do your monologue. You know, mm-hmm. when you're doing auditions and stuff like that. You know, the the true acid test of your performance is to turn off the sound, and if it's believable, you know, then you've done a good job. You know, if not, then you may want to tweak some parts here, there, you know, whatever, um, you know, to, to truly, you know, capture what you're going for. That's, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I want to jump back to what I said about how it'll pay off and all that with us supporting each other. It's actually already paying uh-huh. off. I should have said that. It's going to pay off even more in the future just because the few, the few extra downloads I got, the more support I got, and same with you guys, the more support you guys got, and it's just... It's going to keep growing. Mm-hmm. Got to make horror the, you know, Absolutely. let people know Absolutely, that horror man. is the, and, and the you know, like genre. I, like I tell you, every time I'm on here, man, I'm, you know, I'm honored and I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, that you were brought into my life and, you know, and you and, you and I have formed this, you know, this bond, um, you know, to, to get connected with all these people and, you know, and the love of, of what we do. It's, Yeah. Hell yeah. It's it's fun, though, at the same time. Like, some people will look at it as, like, just this podcast alone I can speak for because I know about what I'm doing. It's like, oh, it's work. It's hard work. I'm like, I don't look at it like that. I just look at it as just having a great time. If Don't get me wrong. I would love, I mean, anybody would love to make money off what they're passionate about, but that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I'm just passionate about it. I have a good time doing it. I love talking horror, and <laughs> I love podcasts. So why not combine them together? And it's cool meeting other horror fans and having them on here and all that good stuff and listen to other people's stories of what got them into horror, what they're doing with horror, whether it be, you know, what I'm doing, podcasting, or you guys with the movies or makeup, whatever whatever it is. I want everybody to be on here that would want to be on here that's involved in it. Or just another horror fan that wants to discuss some movies. I think it's all it's all good. It's fun. And you don't really I mean, me, the way you're the First reason why I did this, the podcast, why I did it is because I don't have, I didn't have like a co-host, co-host at the time, just because of the way life works. And now I have a few, <laughs> I have a few co-hosts that'll come on whenever they can to help me out, which is great. But I also like how I started, how I'm just like, I'm still going to keep the podcast open to people who I've never had on the podcast, let's say, that want to come on and review a movie, which I have a few people that do want to, or whatever the case may be. I always want to keep that door open for people to come on here, not just hearing us talk about movies, but come on here and enjoying us talking about movies. Cause it's one of those things. It's like, again, me listening to podcasts. I'm thinking like, it would be cool to be on this person's podcast one day, just podcast in general, or, you know, it'd be cool to have my own podcast. And I'm like, why not get others on here that maybe want to start their own podcast Whether I don't care if they want to start their own horror podcast or music, whatever, but they, you know, they come on here, talk some horror, you know, Stop recording. They ask you some questions about, you know, I'll give them tips on how to get started and all. I have no issue with that. Some people will have an issue like, oh, well, you know, you have mm-hmm. to like, no, just 
they don't want to help because Honestly, they don't want to take away for, from their spotlight. For anybody out there that wants to start a podcast, whether it be horror, music, whatever you want to do, get yourself a microphone. The best, the easiest way to do it, I say, get yourself a microphone, get yourself a laptop, USB mic, and just record. Go away and re- just record and have a good time with it. And don't worry about how you sound on it. Don't worry about the content on it, because shit, from my first one up till now, <laughs> it gets easier and easier as you're on recording with other people. And <laughs> just right. My my advice to you is have a good time with it. Don't look at the numbers. Don't look at it if you're about it for the numbers, which I'm not saying you shouldn't be. But don't go at it just saying, oh, I want to get a million downloads. I want to get 10 million down. Don't do it for that. Do it because you're passionate about it. Do it because you really want to do right. it. And get a team, get mm-hmm. a little team around you, even if it's just you and one other person, because it's so much easier to do a podcast with somebody as far as somebody to talk to than by yourself. I was going to try to do that, but that wouldn't, have, that wouldn't have been as fun for me or anybody else, me on here talking to myself. <laughs> hey, I don't know, man. There's that clip of our first podcast where I went on for like 20 minutes. I thought it was pretty entertaining. That was funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> That was very, very <laughs> epic. And you know what's funny, though, Sam, is speaking of that, there's been a couple times, I just yesterday I disappeared for the podcast, but I had I had her on last night and I had the Nightmare Shop on, so I'm like, you guys can keep chatting. So it's easier. Another time I had just the Nightmare Shop on and it's two guys, and I paused it, and I come up and they're still talking and laughing and stuff. And I'm like, I should have just kept recording because they told me what they were talking about. I was like, I should have just kept recording. So I said, from now on, yeah. when I have... When I have multiple people on, if I have to disappear for any reason, I'm just going to keep it going. Just keep it yeah. rolling. There you you can edit out what you don't want. Oh, I, <laughs> I don't. That's the thing. Like, when I send it to my brother, I don't think I've ever cut anything out of the podcast. I've told him just maybe, if anything, if there's a lot of dead space, if he even cuts that out for me, cut that out, add the intro, add the outro, and mix it down and all that good stuff. Other than that, I don't, and I don't cut it out because I look at it. Um, my podcast, for me, just for me. This isn't for anybody else out there. If you want to cut stuff out of your podcast, do you. That's one big thing I can tell you. Don't do it because so-and-so is doing it. Do it because you want to do it. But I just feel like with this podcast, it's a nice horror conversation. And I feel, say if we're, say if we're talking and we're not recording it, you're not going to just stop and start all over again or erase that whole thing and cut that part out just because you messed up. You're just going right. to, you're going to stop right where you are and just kind of start from where you were trying to go to. So I don't want to cut that out. And it's funny. Something, the bloopers are mm-hmm. hilarious. I love yeah. them. I love yeah. bloopers in movies. I love to delete, going back to movies. I Me love too. the deleted scenes and the bloopers <laughs> in the movies and horror movies, all that stuff. It's, it works great. Yeah. Dude, it's it's so funny, man. We actually have a blooper, and I I, I got to get permission before I uh, put it any in, in the extras for normal terror. But there was a scene where um, I was killing somebody, and they just rip one, dude. And they're laying on a metal tray, and they're laying on a metal tray, oh, okay? And it like vibrates the tray, dude. And everybody else is like just starts fucking cracking up off camera. And I'm sitting there, I'm trying to be professional and stay in character, and it's like, all right, we'll just roll it, we'll roll it, start over and cut it out, you know? And it's just like, dude, it's so fucking funny, bro. Oh, my gosh. You know, so yeah, shit like like that, dude, is great, man. It really is. That right there is fucking film gold. And, And with stuff like that, too, again, with me and you, the first time we recorded, Sam, 
every time we talk or record together now, that always comes back up. <laughs> There's like certain funny things that you're just gonna you're gonna go back and just say, well, listen, the first time we recorded, and a, another thing I'll bring up a lot in the podcast here and there, I used to, especially in the beginning, my very first episode was supposed to be with my brother Henry and my brother Rob. We were on our way to Scarecon. I had this little recorder about this big, and my wife my wife had gotten it for me, and I had never used it before, right? So we're we're heading out there. Henry's driving. We're all just talking. I'm like, hey, what do you? Yo, let's just um you guys know I'm starting a podcast. Let's let's start an episode now. It'll be the first episode out. Blah blah blah. Cool. Turn the thing on, hit record, talking for a good It's only like a two hour drive, but we stop to gas up and go pee pee and all that good stuff. So we talk. About an hour on the road. Rest stop, you know, go do all that, get gas. But another reason why we stopped is because my friend's gas light came on his car like his car at the time would beep when the gas light's on. He's like, Oh shit, I need to get gas, so yeah. So we get gas, do our little rest stop thing, and <clears throat> meanwhile, we're recording as we're driving up there. We get to the first rest stop, or to the only rest stop. I turn the recorder off when we get to the rest stop, and then when we leave to go up to the con, I turn it back on and record some more. And on our way home, same thing. I record, stop it, and record some more on the way home. Get home, I'm like, oh, man, I want to see what we recorded, da 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 Hook it up to the computer. I hit play on the recorder. Turn it on, hit play on the recorder. Nothing. I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on? Oh. <laughs> so I keep messing with it, right? <laughs> Finally, I decided to read the directions. <laughs> or actually read the buttons on the back of the quarter, or the, the quarter, the recorder. I flip it over, and there's a switch you turn it on and off with. There's a switch you hit record with, and then the same switch you hit record with, you push it down and hit stop. And that's what saves it. I did not do that. I just turned the whole thing off. So I lost a good hour and a half to two hours of. Oh. <laughs> but I brought man. that up. I brought that up in my real episode one, and <laughs> and I think I brought it up in like episode two or three or whatever with Rob. But it's a funny story. Yeah. Hilarious story. I'm happy. Absolutely. I'm happy it happened because it's something I can look back on and laugh. And it was with. And I'm happy it happened with the people that it happened with because it was with people that I knew at the time versus like. If I was first recording with either one of you guys, he'd be like, what the fuck? This guy, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. We were talking for two hours and got nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, man, that would suck. Yeah. So <laughs> now I bring the story up, and I bring it up, too, for other podcasters that want to be podcasters that are listening. That kind of stuff does happen. Don't even sweat it. Make a joke about it. Laugh about it. Move on from it because it, it's going to happen. But check your equipment. <laughs> Definitely make sure you know what you're doing. Yeah. Do, do practice runs. That's what I should have did. I should have did a practice run. Make sure dude, I'm recording you, and saving. You know what's so funny about that? You know what's so funny about that, dude? I did an interview after we did the uh, La Baffa show, the Long Beach Acting and Film Association, mm -hmm. um, when I got that award and guest star panel and all that stuff. Is just, um, but I did an interview afterwards. You were recorded audio. Not to hit play on the camera. <sighs> so we record the audio, didn't record the interview. Wow. Like, you know, video footage. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it was same concept, dude. It's like, dude, check your equipment, make sure everything's good. Not that I gave a shit, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But, you know, um, you know, it was still fun. It was still, you know, an honor to, to be interviewed, um, you know, and uh, it, it was a lot of fun. So, but uh, guys, I, I hate to uh, cut this a little bit short today, but uh, I got to get I don't know what reception is looking like up ahead, but it's been a blast. 
fun. It's been an honor. And uh, as always, man, I love being on your show, brother. And uh, anytime. anytime we possibly can, I'll uh, I'll be on here. All right, man. Oh, yeah, let it was me know. Awesome to meet you. I'm gonna text you in a little bit. You as well. Thank you. All right, brother. Sounds good. <laughs> Have a safe All trip. Right, we'll talk to you soon. Love y'all. All right, bro. Bye. All right. Bye. So that's my guy, Sam. Told you he's awesome. He's awesome. Hell yeah. Nice it guy. Was fun. He can hear me still. He's bald too. Uh, he's gone. <laughs> but yeah, he's yeah, he's super cool. He really is, and that that's how it always is with me and him all the freaking time recording together and all that. Mm-hmm. So much fun. And actually, you want to promote? We can end the episode. Yeah. It's a go ahead and plug away. All right. Um, so yeah, I actually forgot yesterday one of my things, but um, so check out Sideshow Horrors on YouTube. Uh, we're also on Facebook. We just kind of talk about horror movies and our favorite clips and scenes. And my co-host, uh, Psych on the Mic, does her impersonations. He's a voiceover artist. Also check out Three Bodies, One Grave on Facebook. It's a Friday the 13th fan film, but it's a little bit different than your normal ones. It's a period piece from the 1950s. Um, I have a book published on Amazon called Broken Halo by Rihanna Nicole. And then I also have a movie coming up that I had a small part in called The Darknet by Darkstone Entertainment. Nice. Definitely go check all that stuff out and check out Normal Terror. Sam's not here to plug. He had to go back to work. So definitely check out the Normal Terror page. Definitely check out um, Sacrificial Palm Productions. Check those both out. And I will repost it again. It'll be, well, it's on my cool pages thing. So you'll be able to see the trailer for those of you who didn't see it yet. And if you've seen it, see it again. And again, you know where to find me, <clears throat> but in case you don't, I have my business card right in front of me. I'm horrorwithsurf30 at gmail.com if you ever, ever want to be on an episode. Facebook, horrorwithsurf30. I have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. Check that out. And then the platforms I'm on as far as you know, the podcast, I'm on Podbean, I'm on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, I believe. I'm going to double check that one. Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. Thank you all for listening to the podcast, and as always... I'll see you in your...